0: The following is a message of First Baptist Richardson. For more information, please visit fbcr.org. So let me begin uh, by describing, best I can, a, uh, a scene and experience that Kathleen and I had a number of years ago, and it happens now all the time, every time when we go out to eat at a restaurant. So here's here's what, this happened several years ago. It was not a fast food restaurant, but it was one of those where we walk up to the counter. And then after we place our order, we pay, I use a credit card, then um, we go find our own seat. And then they, uh, then we go get our own drinks, and we go get our own utensils. Follow? Then they call my name, and we get up, and we go get our food. Bring it back to the table. We have our dinner. Then when dinner's over, we clean up. Throw the leftovers away, sit down, and leave. So, we do all of that. Now back to the beginning. I hand on my credit card, and the uh, clerk on the other end takes it, slides it through, or taps it, or whatever. Now turns the screen around to me for me to sign, and there's a tipping opportunity. And I remember thinking that first time. Now I'm 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 giving you a tip. For what? Now, it happens all the time now, but I remember that first time. And then, you and they're, they're looking at you. Ah. It, it feels a little awkward. Maybe even a little manipulative. And I, I have to admit, I don't know the accepted societal protocol on how to handle that. And so I handle it different every time. I just don't know. Now, you got that scene in mind. So I want to make a couple of clear points right off the bat. We never can confuse tipping and giving. Not the same thing. Secondly, when we talk about giving at church... This is not an awkward experience for us. Jesus, and throughout Scripture, giving is addressed over and over and over again. So, this is not awkward for you or for me. And our giving experience should not be awkward. And then, lastly, on this initial thought, you ne- don't need to ever feel, by me or by anyone else, manipulated to give. That's not our motivation. So with all of that said, I want to talk about really what I think is a just a really general but biblical definition of, of giving, and it's the title to my sermon. It's a personal privilege. So to talk about those two things, the personal aspect of it and the privilege part of it, let me ask you to just take your Bible and turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. If you got your Bible, open it with me to uh, Second Corinthians, the eighth chapter. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can get your phone or you can trust me. I brought mine. Second Corinthians chapter 8, and I'm going to read those first five verses. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that was given to the churches of Macedonia. During a severe trial brought about by affliction, their abundant joy, and their extreme poverty, overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. I can testify that, according to their ability, and even beyond their ability, of their own accord, they begged us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints, and not just as we had hoped, instead, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us by God's will. So, I just want to talk a few minutes today about the personal privilege of giving. So, the personal part of it. You think here to Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. And as he writes to the Corinthians, he is commending to them the giving of the Macedonians. And he indicates that the Macedonians gave as a personal choice of theirs. And that choice came in two categories. First, it was an individual choice. They individually, the Macedonians chose to give, and then collectively, as a whole, they chose to give, which very much like what we do here at First Baptist Church. You individually choose to give what you give to the church, and then the church has a budget, and collectively the church decides how to give on to other entities and other causes beyond the walls of the church. It's the same way. They chose personally, and then the church chose collectively to give. And their giving was... uh in a unique situation, because they were very much in need of someone giving to them. But instead, they chose personally to be a benefit and a blessing to others. So when you think about giving, just, it's a personal thing. It's Your choice first, and then collectively, what the church chooses beyond that. And these folks gave in the midst of poverty and need. A few months ago, uh, a couple of months ago, September, uh, I had the privilege of going to the first Baptist church of Hamilton, Texas, to participate in the celebration of their 125th church anniversary. Now, I'm not sure if you know where Hamilton is or not. Some of you do, some of you don't. So if you go um take Highway 67 out of Dallas, go past Cleburne, go on to Glen Rose, past the Dinosaur Park, go a few miles further, turn left, go down to Heiko, turn right at the Coffee Cup Cafe, now the Coffee Cup Cafe in Heiko has maybe the best pies in the state of Texas, so feel free to stop and get a pie, but turn right at the Coffee Cup Cafe, go 35 more miles, and you will find Hamilton, Texas, and there we celebrated the 125th anniversary. It was a great day for the church. Now, they had just remodeled their whole auditorium. It's not a huge auditorium, but it's nice, really nice. They had redone the whole thing. It was beautiful. Packed house. I mean, we had bring in chairs. Had former staff members back. They had former pastors back. Former church members came back. This was a big deal for them and for their church. It was a wonderful day. Well, church was over, and uh, just before we go across the street to their building that they call the the Fellowship Hall, and and just before we participated in what may be the largest plot luck dinner I had yet to see as a as a minister of the gospel. We all gathered up out in the front lawn of the church, all of us, in the front lawn of the church, and someone had, there's was a, a camera attached to a drone hovering over us, and we took a picture of everybody. Now, I haven't seen that picture yet. But next time I'm over in Hamilton, the pastor is a good friend of mine, and I fill in for him every now and then. So the next time I'm over there, I'm going to ask to see that picture. I expect it will be on display somewhere anyway. Now, question. Who do you think I'm going to look for first? I'm going to find me. I'm going to look for me. Now, I kind of have a general idea of remembering where I stood, but I'm going to look for me. Today, when we talk about giving, we're not asking you to look at anybody else or anything else. This is the day we each look at ourselves. Giving today, as we talk about it, is personal. So, with that in mind, um, there are some things that we have to talk about, and that is our our personal management of resources. Now, everybody here is different. Everybody here is in a different level, different place in the socioeconomic ladder. I get that. Some here, some here, some here. That's all fine. It's You are where you are. But the personal management of our resources is something we've got to consider. Did you know here in the United States of America, it's well over 60% of our population lives paycheck to paycheck? Probably some of us here, just like that. And if that if that is anyone here, then that just in and of itself kind of screams out, "Hey, take a few moments and and look at your at your resources and and where you are and what you have, and and biblically seek to manage well how that all is." Just makes sense. Here in the United States of America. A sizable majority of our population has extreme credit card debt. That may be some here. If that is the case, then it's time for those in that place to to sit back, step back, and 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 look at a biblical management of resources. This is a personal thing. It's not time to look at anybody else. It's 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 right here. So what you have is yours, and it's none of my business. And if I could say so in a real, kind, sweet, gentle sort of way, what I have is none of your business. It's personal. But it is important for us to be faithful and responsible managers and stewards of whatever it is God's given us. So wherever you are, this is a good time, particularly as we approach the holidays, to take inventory of where you are, what you have, and begin managing that right and well. And can I, I just want to talk about another thing right there. It's just something I, I believe in. It's important for us to manage our resources. Both in life and at death. So can I speak to that latter part? I think I've already spoken to the first part about managing your resources in life. Some of you are younger than me. Most of you are younger than me. So, you know, death's not something on your doorstep. But it's coming for all of us. What I want to say is this. No one here needs to leave whatever you have when you die. The decisions about what happens to that does not need to be left up to the state of Texas. That needs to be your decision as you have prayerfully considered what God would have you to do with whatever you have. I have always believed, and we, Kathleen and I, will practice tithing in life and tithing at death. When we die, whatever we have left, a tithe of that will go to a Christian cause we believe in because we want to make sure... Our testimony, our ministry, our voice for the gospel goes on long after we do. So I'm simply saying, if you do not have a determined decision about what happens with your resources after you're no longer here, Find a way to do that. There are places online you can get a free will. The Baptist General Convention of Texas. We have a department called the Texas Baptist Missions Foundation. I would would encourage First Baptist Richardson to have someone from them come out here, and they will offer free wills to anybody in the church. But when you do that, whether you have assistance or not, prayerfully consider leaving a biblical portion of whatever it is God's left you with to a cause so that your ministry, your voice for the gospel goes on until Jesus comes. Now, that's the personal part of it. Let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the privilege part of it because the the Macedonians, they asked for the privilege of participating in helping those others in need. They requested it. We want to do this. So it is a privilege and we've got to got to begin to think of it in that way. Um, I go to sporting events. It's my hobby. I'm kind of a okay, it's a habit. So, um, but I, I remember one time, Kathleen and I were at an event. And we were sitting up high with the common people like we always do. And then they called our two seat numbers. You know where I'm going with this. They called our two seat numbers and somebody came to get us. So we, we got up and they, they took us over to a suite. And it was just the two of us in this suite, and and, and it had these uh, these big recliners and a refrigerator and a waiter to to bring us food. We well, we had to help ourselves to our drinks, but we had a recliner, we had a refrigerator, we had a waiter. I thought this is the way it should be done every time. This this is how I. This is how I, I should go to games every time. Now, it's never happened again. That was a privilege. So privilege sometimes is something you receive. Something you get. But privilege is also something you give. And in order to think of it like that, there has to be a real change of mind in the part of a lot of folks and a real change of heart in the part of a lot of folks begin to shift gears to begin to see giving as a privilege is a it requires a change of mind and a change of heart just like what happened here with these macedonians their mind and their heart change in the midst of their poverty in the midst of their needy situation their mind and their heart shifted gears and they had they saw helping others as a privilege so i'm gonna um, let me phrase it like this in order for it to be seen as a privilege we shift gears and begin thinking about not how little can i give but how much am i able to give just a simple little difference there but you begin to think it's no longer how little can i get away with giving but it is how much am I able to give? Secondly, it's no longer, well, this, you know, I'm an old school check writer, so I'm just, you know, I know people give on apps and online, and, and, and I'm so proud of you for doing that. Just, I'm, I'm, My heart swells with pride when I think about your ability to do that. I write a check. So, but that being said, when I write that check, it's not, this is something I have to do. This is something I get to do. I want to do. So that's, that's just the way, it's, it's a mindset and it's a heart set change. I get, you get to participate. When, you, when you, you get to participate in a proclamation of the gospel, you get to do you get to make sure that the ministries of this church happen. Every time you give, you are ensuring that the ministries in and through. You saw all the list of all the things just this morning, but the, the list of all the things that are going to happen, and in the midst of all of those, the gospel is being shared in the midst of it. You get to we get to participate in the in the proclamation of the gospel in and through the ministry of this church. And then it goes far beyond the walls of this church. It goes all over the state of Texas. You are, you are, are pushing the gospel out when you write your check or however you get, you're pushing the gospel out all over the state of Texas. You're making sure that the gospel is proclaimed all over the United States. You're making sure that the gospel, that the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ is touching every part of the world. Now, you watch the news. I watch the news. It's depressing to watch the news. But I'll tell you what I thought this week, as I see this story after story after story, heartache after heartbreak after heartache after heartbreak, I thought, there is not a situation on this news that is not going to be made better by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every single scene that I see would be changed for the better if they had the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ in their midst. Not a, there's not a scene that wouldn't be made different and wouldn't be made better. And when you and I, when we give, we are able to participate in the pushing back of the darkness and the proclamation of the gospel all over the world. It's not, I have to do this. It is I get to do this, and it's for all of us. It is a personal privilege. So, First Baptist Church Richardson, I know you're going through a a series here in uh, in your Bible study classes, and I think there's even a class on Wednesday nights, and it's it's we're just trying to get our heart and our mind around. The stewardship and the management of whatever it is God's blessed us with. And that's different for every person. But as you go through these next few weeks, talking about that and thinking about that and praying about that, I just wanted to take a few moments today and remind you, it's a personal thing. It's nobody's business but yours. Now, let me rephrase that. It's between you and God. He does have a say in that. But it's personal. It's personal. But it's a privilege. And when we make that shift from how little to how much, when we make that shift from have to to get to, and the whole world changes when it comes to our spirit of generosity. And just imagine going out this week, starting this afternoon, starting tomorrow, and you and I are going out this week, and we're impacting Richardson, we're impacting Dallas County, we are going behind, we are impacting it all with a spirit of generosity and just a part of that generosity is our treasure we've got talent we're giving we've got time we're giving we're being generous to it all and because of we're doing that we are making a difference and that's a personal privilege let's pray together heavenly father we thank you for the day grateful for the opportunity to be here, and uh, we thank you for your Word and uh, the testimonies and the examples that are found here when it comes to the use of our resources, the use of the monies that you've given us, and the, the right way, the biblical way, the, the God-honoring way to use that. So, Father, we pray that you forgive us of the ways that we've fallen short of that. and Help each one of us now just to, to To put ourselves in that place and in a position to think through and pray through and to read through your word and to become faithful and responsible managers and stewards of all that you have blessed us with. And use us to be a blessing to others. Father, we thank you for Jesus and the difference that he's made in our lives and the difference he continues to make in the lives of people and situations and circumstances. All over this state, country, and world. And we pray that there would be a movement of your spirit. For the sake of the gospel, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.